Hi guys, welcome to I'm Self Podcast. I'm your host, Bestita, and if this is your first time joining us on this podcast, I'm so sorry because the title <laughs> is going to make you wonder what is going on, but don't worry, I'll explain everything. And just remember, I'm not a psychologist or a licensed professional, so if you need any mental health advice or you have any inquiries requiring mental health related things i'd advise you to seek out a professional either online or in a nearby area all right so let's just get into it okay so for the past few months my life has changed a lot um i feel like i hinted at it a little bit in the last episode i think i just don't remember when i last recorded i'm so sorry but i really don't so basically, uh, let me just give you guys a summary, basically, of what's going on. So the past few months, I don't remember when now, I think it was... All right, so on the 27th of February, I went to the mental health clinic. Uh, actually, I didn't go to the mental health clinic first, but I think I'll explain the process uh, at the end. I just want to give you guys a summary of what's been going on. So I went to the mental health clinic and I got diagnosed and my life has changed since then. So before the, before going to the mental health clinic, the reason why I went in the first place is because I wasn't sleeping. Like I've always, I think I've struggled with sleeping since like 2018 and anyone who knows me knows that like, I just don't sleep well, especially at night. So but it was something I was managing, I guess, because um, I would just sleep in the afternoon and then be up for school. That was like 2019. And then when the pandemic happened, everything was online. So you could literally sleep whenever because you didn't have to be present like physically. You just join the class, go to bed and yeah. I don't know if I'm self-snitchy, but that's what a lot of us did. Anyway, so... That, and then 2021, you know, the sleep, it's like it got worse over the time, right? 2022 as well. And then last, this year, actually, it got to a point where I wasn't sleeping at all. I used to, it went from like, oh, I struggled sleeping at night to I'm not sleeping at all. And when I wouldn't be able to sleep, like, uh, like let's say I'd try to sleep in the afternoon, I couldn't sleep because like my heart would be beating really fast or I'd just be thinking so much and I was now getting to a point where I was not sleeping at all like I was getting like maybe three hours or like six hours in like three days and this is when I was like okay this is becoming a problem because I have school and all my classes are in the morning and I'm trying to finish yeah I told y'all if I don't graduate I'm not gonna say it, but so I was like no I need to find a way to get this sleep under control so I can show up for my classes and just be done with this thing the school thing you know let me just do it once and be done with it so at first i was like oh let me just uh see what i can do so that's when i ended up finding out about the mental health clinic uh okay for my subscribers for the people that listen that are not in namibia this is just in namibia in finduk so this is not like, I'm just giving a specific location in case you might feel like you want to go, you want to know more. So I will give, I will talk about it more, like just the process and everything at the end for my Namibian subscribers who might be interested in going to get themselves diagnosed or just to seek any mental health um, help. So I found out because I actually watched a video, I will link it in the description. I watched a video from um my friend's friend but I as much as we haven't hung out I consider a friend because I feel like she saved my life so I came across a video where she was talking about how she was living with certain diagnoses and everything she was just talking about her mental health experience and how she got diagnosed and what she got diagnosed with and then she mentioned how everything was free and I was like what do you mean free? Where is this happening? <laughs> like, please tell us. And then she was like, no, the mental health clinic um, at Finduk Central is literally free. Everything's free. The therapy is free. The medication is free. If you're put on medication, so she's just, so she's going on and I'm just thinking, okay, what is this place? But then I was like, okay, cool. So I wanted to go, but at the time I just hadn't been sleeping for so long and people are always concerned like oh you never sleep you never sleep and it just got to a point where i just wasn't telling people how bad it got because i was just like 
I just didn't want to keep explaining myself or I don't know. It's like I had a problem and I knew that I had to fix it. And I just didn't want people to keep making me feel worse about the problem. I don't know if that makes sense. So I decided like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to a hospital and find out like what do they recommend. So I was going to do that. But then I am really not... I'm afraid of hospitals. I was literally not born in a hospital. I don't know if that's illegal or not, but I was not even born in a born in a hospital. Like I can count how many times I've been to the hospital and it's never because I was in the hospital. I remember the time I got in the hospital because my sister had a C-section when she gave birth to my niece. And yeah, I've never, I'm not, a, I've, I don't go to the hospital, guys. I genuinely don't. So every time I have to, I'm freaked out because I'm just not used to the environment, the smells, just that many sick people. It's just, it's not something I'm used to. So I was, I was like stalling because I was like, oh, I got to go to a hospital. I don't know if I wanted to do this. But then I was like, okay, but then my sleep is getting worse. And school, this was like, because school started like, I think on the 6th, I think, if I'm not wrong. But school started like first, second week of Feb. And I was like, okay, this is like end of February. I need to get this under control. Because right now we're literally in the beginning. Nothing serious has started, you know, in terms of like assignments or tests or whatever. But then I need to get my life under control. Otherwise, I'm going to fail because I won't be able to go to school because I'll be too tired. And then I also won't have time to study because I'm exhausted. So I ended up actually calling a friend of mine. Shout out to him. So I called my friend. I'm talking about it. And then uh, we were talking about our, our mutual friend. So he's telling me about her like, no, she's doing fine. She's actually, um, you know, she's doing well because she's getting free therapy. And then he mentions the place again. I'm like, what is this place where people get this free help? I want it too. I need help. I need mental help. Help. I need it too. The only reason why I haven't gotten help is because I can't afford it. Like people are talking about $800 for a session. I'm like, girl, I do not have that. So, and I'm hearing like, this place is free. Everything's legit. I'm like, okay, fine. So now I start asking more about the place. And then but at the time, because I didn't really want to talk about, like, why I wanted to go and everything. I didn't want the questions. I just wanted to go figure out what was going on and figure it out on my own. I just, I didn't want people in my business, honestly. So I didn't actually tell the friend that was going. I just told my, the friend, like, okay. So the friend that called me, and I have a mutual friend, and she's the one who recommended, who was already going to the mental health clinic. But I didn't want to talk, even though she's my friend, I didn't want to talk to her directly because I didn't want more people to know that I was going to see Calp and everything. Um, so I stuck to just telling him and I was like, okay, just I'll find out this and this for me. But then like she, I asked something and then she obviously knew it was me because like it like was pretty obvious. And then she was like, oh no, why didn't she ask me and everything? I was like, no, it's just like, it's not that, it's not personal. I just didn't want anyone to know, to be honest. It literally slipped when I was talking to my friend. It's not like I like I voluntarily like was like, oh yeah, let's go to the house. No, I was not even trying to talk about it because nobody knew at that point. So uh, so I asked my friend, because you know, I'm uncomfortable in hospitals. I was like, yo, do you want to come with me uh, and figure out and just, you know, we see what we need to do and everything. So we went to the clinic uh that day i didn't get help but i'll explain all that in the end just i'll the last segment i'll be explaining the process for anyone who's interested who lives in namibia right so i we didn't get help that day and then they had to come back like so a different day or whatever cool so uh, I had to come back like next week because I the only days I could come are Monday and Wednesday. And we had gone on the Monday and they wanted certain things. So I had to go and get those certain things. And then I would come on Wednesday. But then Wednesday I had class and I was like, yeah, no, this place you need to come like at seven. Because if you don't come early, like it's going to be full. So because it is a public um, state owned. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, what was I saying? I was like, okay, I'm not going to go and win the Wednesday because I won't, there's no way I'll be able to go to class and then go to this. But I'm, I have to go to class, so I didn't go. So I ended up going on the Monday. Um, and then I got everything I needed to get done on that Monday, uh, the first Monday where I went to the mental clinic and then they told me to get more stuff. And then I went and figured that out. And then the next Monday is when I ended up going and waiting. So I don't want this to be too long, but... 
I feel like I have to explain everything. So I got there, I waited. Uh, was I nervous? Absolutely. It was it was a very terrifying experience because um, I was surrounded by a lot of mentally ill people. Like, it's just like the, how I feel with hospitals. Like, just surrounded by people that are sick and you're seeing people with bandages and blood. And it's like, okay. For me, that freaks me out because I'm not used to that environment in general. So we were, we, we were surrounded by so many... Um, mentally ill people because this is a mental health clinic and there are some people whose mental illnesses present more physically like maybe they talk to themselves maybe they um, wet themselves maybe they you know they can't control their bowels like there's different things and I'm just not trying to be too explicit but like you guys I feel like you understand and then there's people that are aggressive there's people that are physically like you can actually tell, like, oh, this person probably has a mental illness and all that stuff. And it was a lot. I was like, whew. I, <laughs> it was a lot just to see all that. And it can be mentally, like, it can mentally mess you up because you'll be like, wait, am I? Like, like, it makes you feel like, I don't know. It makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. Of, of course, maybe something is wrong with you, but it makes you feel worse because now you're in an environment with people who are just mentally ill and you, it might make you feel like... It can... I don't know. I feel like I'm making sense, but then it can terrify you. So I remember on that day, unfortunately, there was like a lot of admin stuff going on. So I had to... I was there the whole day. But after going through that whole process... um. I got asked for my family history and everything. And then they diagnosed me on that same day because they took all my history. Like, I was there the whole day, guys. I think they, it was like a two-hour, three-hour consult or something just asking me every single little thing pertaining to my mental health, my relationships, everything. Because um, they have to get as much information as possible to be able to diagnose you and then see over time, like, okay, what can we do? What are we doing? So... I got diagnosed with two mental illnesses, actually. I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Am I going to explain the illnesses? I don't know. Uh, generalized anxiety disorder, from what I saw, from what I was able to watch and understand, and from what my therapist has told me about, is basically the... Because there's different types of anxiety. Um, the one I was diagnosed with is the is when you have a fear of uncertainty so you know that like your, your fear of uncertainty is so extreme that you're you know it's basically affecting your everyday life and that's why my sleep was also affected because when I'd be sleeping I'd be like thinking about all these things and for example if I had to go to school uh let's say if I had to wake up at seven to go to school I wouldn't sleep the night before because I'd be afraid that I'm gonna I might not wake up like, oh, what if I miss my alarm? What if I don't hear my alarm? What if I oversleep? So I'll just stay up the whole night because I didn't want to. I, I wanted to make sure I go to class. So I don't know. I'm not going to explain it too much right now because this is not that video where I'm like getting into my mental illnesses and trying to explain it for anyone. This is just me giving an update and explaining why I'm going to be taking a break or quitting. I mean, quitting is a little dramatic, but it's kind of true. So I... After that, uh, I got diagnosed, everything. Uh, it was a lot. Like, the whole process was a lot. I'm not going to lie. It took a toll on me, like, just physically, mentally. I stayed the whole day. I was exhausted because they only started attending to us late because there was a lot of admin going on. And you're just in this place. You're seeing... I remember vividly seeing, like... I'll never forget the first day I went there. There was an inmate. Some guy was arrested and uh, he was with the police officer, right? And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> my, what is going on? Why are people in cups here? Like, I was just like, I'm, I'm the person who's the worst case scenario person. I'm thinking, okay, what if this man escapes? What did he do? Is he a murderer? Is he a rapist? Like, which one? I'm freaking out. And it's like, it's pretty normal now that I've been there a couple obviously since then it's pretty normal to feast to see people like inmates or people in prison like it's very normal like now I even have this joke where I can't like hmm wonder if I'm gonna see any inmates today and I usually do so this guy was arrested I don't know for what honestly but he was with his uh 
officer was probably uh thinking escorting him because you know they don't want the man to escape so i remember when they took out like his documents to present to the receptionist you know to basically say why they're here because they different reasons why people come to the mental health clinic and i remember his documents there was literally blood on it i'm like whoa <laughs> does this man kill people is he gonna kill me like i was so scared and you're just sitting there and it's like it was terrifying it was a terrifying experience it was definitely not good for my mental health but i got through it and i got my diagnosis and then uh from then on they uh ordered me to have to come in every week or whatever and I was given a therapist and everything was free and I never paid for anything everything is absolutely free but again I'll do that in the last segment of this episode so what happened is after I got diagnosed it I thought because I knew I had mental health issues like because my therapist is always telling me how uh my awareness actually helped me she told me how if I wasn't aware of all these things I was experiencing and I wasn't able to recognize that I, I was having all these problems. I wouldn't be able to take in it, take in the diagnoses well because now you're finding out like, oh, not only do you have one mental illness, but you've got two and this is what it means for your life. And now you have to do all these things. And she was like, no, but because you're aware, you're not like shocked by the diagnosis. You're just digesting it. So... She was just saying it's good that you you were doing your research when you didn't have the resources and you were keeping yourself up to date. So as much as I knew, I knew for sure, like, I don't even want to lie. I knew I had some type of anxiety just because of the symptoms I had over time. But I didn't know that which one it is or I didn't know, like, the specific diagnosis. But I knew I had some kind of anxiety. And now that I know, guys, there's different kinds of these things. Don't just say, I have anxiety. You know, there's different kinds of anxieties for a reason and... Yeah, don't just, I don't know. Anyway, so after that, I started seeing my therapist and she explains more about my diagnosis. And during that time, uh, I, I, I was like, okay, as much as I was aware, sorry, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but as much as I was aware that I had some kind of anxiety, I think when you actually get a diagnosis and you're ex- it's explained to you it's like you're hearing it for the first time it's like okay so i'm not just someone who thinks they're mentally ill i actually have a mental illness that needs a diagnosis that requires me to be on on medication that requires me to have a therapist that requires me to have all these things and it's like whoa it was a lot it was a lot to just hear and I realized like, okay, not that I have a mental illness diagnosis because to be honest before the mental illness diagnosis uh as someone living with mental health issues, but I used to mask it a lot, uh, masking in the sense of I just act okay because I just felt like people didn't understand and people were ignorant to a lot of things. So I just had to put on this happy face. Life is good because it was just easier than allowing your symptoms or allowing yourself to be depressed or allowing yourself to feel this way. And then people ask you like, oh, why, why aren't you getting out of bed? Why aren't you eating all these things? And it's like people automatically assume like, oh, you're just lazy or just people assume whatever they assume. So I just didn't want to. So I was doing a lot of masking. But now I was like, well, if I have a mental illness diagnosis, I'm not going to keep masking anymore because I don't have to. And the only way I can actually heal is if I'm being honest about everything. So there are people I told, um, I'm not going to mention, I don't, I don't mention names here, guys. We don't give free shout outs. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. But I told some people, I told uh, people I wanted to tell. So at first it was like, okay, I remember asking my therapist, like, should I tell everyone what it is? She's like, no, it's your diagnosis. It's up to you who you want to tell. You actually don't have to tell anyone if you don't want to. And at the time, like, I was still processing it myself. I'm processing the fact that, okay... I've been diagnosed with two mental illnesses. Okay, that's good. I'm getting help. I have a therapist. I'm on medication. Fine. But because of this, I like it's like life just becomes different because now you're, you're you're like learning more about your illness. It's like it was a lot. It was. And then you're remembering like, oh, yeah, I have to start coming here every week to the same place where there's inmates. <laughs> And stuff, and it was like, whew, this is a lot. So, trying to figure all that out and trying to 
then involve people because the thing with telling people anything is people have questions and when it comes to certain things like a mental illness diagnosis is not something that is easy to tell people because it's different from a physical uh, illness where you can just say oh yeah guys i have cancer or oh yeah guys i what else i don't know i just keep using cancer so we're just gonna stick to cancer like oh yeah i have stage two cancer i have stage four cancer i have liver cancer i have whatever cancer but like with the mental illness half the time when you tell people they don't even understand so there's going to be a lot of questions like oh so what does that mean and trying to explain that while you're trying to figure it out for yourself like whoa i actually got diagnosed i'm mentally ill it was a lot so i didn't tell a lot of people i told like I can't count now. I just told people I felt like I was comfortable telling in that moment. Like people that I just told instantly or people I just in that moment felt comfortable telling. I told people that first were the mo- the least ignorant and I knew that they wouldn't, they would understand. And then I told people who I think as much as I was masking and everything were pretty aware that something was going on. And it was like, oh yeah, guys, I finally got help. I'm diagnosed with this, this, and this. And then I told my parents, obviously. And then, yeah, my parents are the only people I'm on a mission because they're my parents. So I told my parents and then a couple of friends. Um, it wasn't really a situation where I was like screening, oh, who am I close to? Where am I telling? I just told whoever I felt comfortable telling because that's how it was. So at some point, uh, because every time I tell people, there was different reactions. Some people would be like, oh, it's good that you're getting help. Some people would be like, wow. Some people would be positive, like, oh, that's good. You know, it's fine. Like, there was no stigma. Like, people don't didn't start treating me differently. They were like, oh, you're kind of crazy. You know, people have that misconception that being mentally ill means you're crazy and stuff. So I didn't get stigmatized by anyone I told. Technically, I'm just not going to mention if I got sick. I'm not going to mention names or anything, but there are some people that were ignorant and everything. But hey, it's something that people don't understand and I'm okay with that. I And then what happened is at some point, every time I kept telling people, I felt like I was dying and that this illness that I had to tell people about. It's like, you know, and at some point it started to overwhelm me. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop telling people. I just can't. Like every time you tell people, it's like you have to explain like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but yes, I have a mental illness. This is what it means. Uh, and then people are like, well, how come you never knew you had a mental illness? You're like, well, I was masking it. And it's like, yes. And then people are asking you things, which is fair. But then it was really exhausting, like having to have that conversation over and over again. You're like, oh, yeah, I've wanted to. I've thought about suicide. I want to die all the time. I'm depressed. It just explaining all these things. And it's like, whew. It became exhausting because I just found out about my diagnosis. I'm still trying to figure out what does life mean now that I have a diagnosis. And I'm scared like, okay, am I going to get any side effects from this medication? Because, you know, you hear the worst thing like, oh, if you get on antidepressants, you might actually become more suicidal. I was freaking out. And I started to go to class. I started to, life still had to go on. So... When all that happened, it just, I got to a point where I stopped. It's not, and I was just like, I'm not ready to share this with everyone. And I think whoever knows now knows. Some people I'll tell them when I feel comfortable. I'm just not going to, because it started to get really overwhelming. It started to feel like I was dying. And I just had to tell people like, oh yeah, I'm dying. It just felt like that. And I know some people are like, oh, that's so dramatic. But it really started to feel like that. Because you're telling people like, oh, not only... Am I not okay, but I'm mentally I'm mentally ill and I don't have one diagnosis. I have two and I'm on medication and I have to see a therapist and all these things. So at some point I was like, okay, I'm tired. I stopped. But ever since the diagnosis, uh, just to wrap this up, because this is going to be long. But ever since the diagnosis, my life has changed. Uh, getting mental health help, getting a professional help has changed my life. It has helped me see some of the... The harmful behavior I was participating in myself. It has helped me see how I was self-harming. It has helped me see how certain things that aren't good for me were things I used to use as coping skills, but they were actually damaging me. It it made me have a different perspective of life because I was able to see life from a lens of you have been viewing life in this lens because you're not well. But this is not normal. It shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't want to die every day. You shouldn't want to... Uh, you shouldn't... So many things, hey. I'm just not going to get into it. Because, again, this is not that kind of episode. But it changed my life. 
and as much as this may sound dramatic but it really did it it's like there was so much to unlearn so much to learn and trying to figure all of that out in this world where people are really ignorant and when you tell them oh you have a mental illness people just say ignorant things like oh that's a white people thing or you're just weak or just be stronger it was difficult so anyway fast forward um uh once i got the diagnosis i feel like uh, and told people and stuff i did uh i had hope for the first time i was finally getting help and it was free so i didn't have to feel like my mental health is anyone else's burden because nobody was paying for anything and that for me was a relief because i feel like when it comes to mental health issues people think it's like a physical illness where like oh if you take this much medication you're gonna heal or you know it's not like that it's very unpredictable sometimes you're doing extremely well then one thing could trigger you and you're not well and i don't want that pressure of having people give me a timeline like oh so by december you're gonna be fine and i didn't want that so knowing that everything was really up to me and I didn't have to involve anyone else gave me that freedom to really just let go and I was ma- I stopped masking and I was able to truly be honest about everything I was feeling to the people who I told of course and from then on it was like um because I had hope I actually wanted to live that was the first time in my life I felt like I was I'm not saying the first time but I'll say the first time in a very long time where I actually wanted to live like I wasn't just waking up and getting through the next day I wasn't trying to get through Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday. I was trying to get through the month. I was trying to get through the years. It's like I was actually hopeful and I wanted to live. And that's something I hadn't wanted to do for a long time. And because of that, I was able to start living. And I say this with a smile because I think for so long I've been surviving. And when you're living in survival mode, it's not nice. You're just trying to get through the next this and that. And it's not interesting it's not fun and life can really feel really overwhelming but when you actually live like you get to do fun things you allow yourself to explore different things like you actually start to see the excitement about life it doesn't mean that there are no challenges it's not like my life has been perfect because i got diagnosed (laughs) not at all if i could get into everything that has happened since (laughs) this might be a four-hour episode but I'm saying all that to say is I started to live for the first time and because I wanted to be and I started to realize the importance of being present because um, usually I'm in my head a lot, you know, and I basically I'm not able to be present because I'm thinking of the worst case scenario or I'm thinking of, well, should I do this? The uncertainty of this could I'm thinking of all these fears. It's like the anxiety gets to me to a point where it's hard for me to just live. So now that I was getting help and everything, I was like, I have to live. And my therapist was telling me, like, no, you do have to um because she asked me, like, okay, so what are some of the things that you feel like have changed ever since you feel like you started to present symptoms of anxiety and everything? Like, what are some of the things that have affected your everyday life? And I was telling her, like, oh, before this, I was a person who was so social. I I was like a social butterfly. I was the kind of person that you could bring to anything because I would find a way to talk to everyone. Because I've never really had issues with conversating with people. But I started to feel myself become less and less social because I would be in my head. I would just feel really uncomfortable. And I just wasn't feeling comfortable in spaces where I felt like, I wasn't in control, basically, like, okay, well, I don't know how this person is going to react. It's like, I just didn't feel safe in a lot of public spaces. I stopped going to, like, public things, you know, like, public outings, just even if it's, like, a afternoon event, like, oh, yeah, there's a festival. I stopped going to all those things because it's, like, I was just so anxious about seeing so many people. And I became more introverted than I was. Like, I was always a person who's kind of, like, in between. Like, I'm more of an ambivert, like... I will go out, have fun, and then I'll be tired, and then I want to stay in the house. But it got to a point where it's like I wasn't living. I was just in the house because there was so much fear around people and interactions. And I was also, and I got to a point where I was really afraid of trying new things because I would be so afraid that if I fail at this thing or what if this happens. And I really was not that person. Like before my illness got to where it was, I was someone who was like, I was kind of brave. Like, when I look back now, I was like, wow, I was really brave. I used to talk to strangers. I used to make new friends. I used to try all these things. But then it got to a place where I was retreating from all of that. 
And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to work on making sure you get back to the person that you want to be. And if you want to try new things, you just write a list. So she made me write a list of things I wanted to try, uh, but I was too afraid to try. And then she made me rank them. And then she said, so we're going to try them slowly. And I think my favorite thing about therapy is a therapist is someone who understands your illness. So they don't have expectations of you from a space of, well, everybody else does this. They know that some things that might be easy for everyone else are going to be harder for you. So she was able to find a way to be like, no, you can try these things. I was like, yeah, but mine, I'm always nervous about trying things on my own. I feel so awkward. She's like, well, you know, you could try with a friend. And then next time you try, like you, you could give yourself like different st- stages where you, this week you tried with a friend and then next week you tried on your own and then until you're comfortable and she was just giving me all this advice so once i made the list i started working on the list and i was able to do some of those things i just don't feel like sharing because again this is going to be long already but after that i started to live again i started to actually explore and hang out with my friends and try new things and go to places i'd always wanted to go but was too afraid or I took myself out of doing and I started to feel like, wow, I'm actually living. And because of that, I became someone who I think I talked about it in my last episode. So I'm not going to get into it too much. But I think I talked about how I was excited to live. And I started, I started taking care of my physical health and everything as well, because it's like now I'm like, whoa, I'm trying to be here for a long time. So I cared about everything else pertaining to my health outside of just the mental health because the desire to live was there. So... Anyway, after that, um, I, again, remembered, started to see the importance of presence, you know. As much as I was going through all these things and I wanted to share and stuff, I realized that I felt less less anxious when I was more present in the moments. When I wasn't trying to take a picture of what I'm doing or I wasn't trying to get a good video. I was just living. I was in that moment enjoying that thing and letting that just be a memory and that be okay and not being like, oh, I have to get a good picture because I look cute today and this place is fire and I need to post. It was like, it wasn't like that anymore. I was just trying to be present and it slowed my life down in a way that I actually appreciate because I was living a very fast paced life for no reason other than the fact that I was just a person with anxiety. But um, once that happened, it's like I started to do more things. I've done so many things that I've never, I never thought I would do. Um, my Me being diagnosed has actually impacted a lot of my relationships because for the people that are aware i don't mask anymore i'm completely honest and it's nice to have that support system and to know that you don't have to pretend to be okay because there's people who understand and it's just changed my life in so many ways the help is something i'm still learning to receive i always have felt like a burden so it's still something that sometimes I'd be like, oh, should I tell this person I'm a burden? I don't know if I, that's like a core belief I have. And yes, I'm using the terms my therapist uses. Okay, um, I've become that my therapist said person. But anyway, um, so when that happened, I realized like as much as I wanted to uh, do the podcast, you know, because my, my whole idea about this podcast is to share mental health information because when I didn't have resources it's people's stories and people's experiences that were able to help me and I wanted to do that for anyone else who might be in the same place I was maybe 10 years ago five years ago before I had the resources and access and help so that's what I wanted to do but I also realized like I was still I was figuring things out I didn't even know what life meant for me now that I was seeing it in a different lens and I just knew I couldn't I couldn't come here and be a podcast host talking about mental health while I'm trying to figure out my own mental health while I have a different lens and different opinions and different perspective because some of the things I thought were actually harmful and now that I'm getting help and I'm able to be told like no that's actually not good it's like I have a different perspective and it's like even if I was to do the podcast it wouldn't be the same so I decided to I was already taking a break you guys know that but the announcement is I'm quitting (laughs) but I'm quitting the podcast for the rest of the year because I'm living I'm giving myself time to live and I want to give myself a chance to enjoy life without 
all the pressures. I already have to deal with school and just showing up in other spaces. And right now, I don't have the space to do the podcast because I'm still learning. I'm still... There's so much I'm still trying to understand. And I don't want to talk about things like without being fully aware of what it is because sometimes i think one thing and then i learn more it's like oh it's actually a different thing and i don't want to come here with any misinformation or encourage people to do bad things or to harm themselves just because that's not healthy so because of that i'm gonna quit the podcast for the rest of the year i will come back eventually but i just felt like this is my year to live and I don't take that for granted that someone was surviving for years and I've seen how much it has impacted me. I'm so much more happier and healthier in general. And because of that, I just realized like I can't show up for the podcast in the way that I'd want to, because for me, I would always want to give the podcast a hundred percent. But right now I feel like I'm devoted to living, taking care of my health and trying to trying to be the best me, not in the way of self-improvement, but just trying to be, a person I like, a person I love, a person who I feel deserves to be loved, deserves to love, deserves to enjoy life, deserves to live. And I can't do that and then also be fully present in doing the podcast. So I do quit, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I laugh at everything. I'm so sorry. I'm not taking this lightly. I know there's people who tune in every time I post and it might be devastating. But I'm going to quit, not because... I don't care about the podcast, but because I care about it enough to know that right now I don't have the capacity to show up for the podcast in the way that I'd like. So that's the news. That's what's happening. Taking the year off to live. I'm sure when I come back, I'll be sharing all the stories about what happened in 2023 when I was living, all the changes. There's been so many changes and everything. I've gotten closer to some people. I've gotten more distant with some people because they're not aware of my mental illness and because my life since my mental illness it's like certain things happen and because some people are not aware of even the diagnosis it's like trying to tell someone something let's say you're trying to tell someone what happened today but they don't know like oh yeah this is coming from the fact that i've been diagnosed and i've been going for the past this long and everything is like trying to explain all that it just created distance between some of my friends and because i got into that point where i just felt uncomfortable to keep on telling people because it just was kind of exhausting and I chose my own mental health and I knew that I didn't have to. So I decided not to keep telling people and then that did create distance. And then it made me closer to some people. Um, uh, some relationships were actually uh, strengthened by me being able to share my diagnosis. Those people were being there for me. I'm not going to shut them out because they know themselves and they kind of have a ego because they have a name and my therapist knows them by like that group name and they have an ego about it and i'm just like y'all need to relax so i'm not gonna shut them out but they know themselves so anyway um so i quit guys for the year i'm quitting i'm taking 2023 to live this is my first chance in a long time to live and i'm gonna take full advantage of it i'm gonna live like someone in their 20s i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna make memories i'm gonna live so because i'll be doing that there's just no room to do that and still find a way to be consistent or try to think about what to talk about what to post i'm just trying to live guys i'm just really trying to live and uh as much as this podcast isn't something that i think is like a negative thing it is a lot of work having to figure out what to talk about having to figure out what to mention what stories you want to share and i just want to live my life without constantly worrying about other people because that's something i've struggled with for a long time i always put everyone else's needs before my own but now it's like no i still have to take care of myself if i want to live and if i want to be there for other people i have to be at my best so i quit for now it's just for the year i just think um i quit is a bit dramatic but i'm taking a break but i feel like i've been saying that so it's gonna sound like girl you said you was taking a break and now you're talking about you're taking a longer break, but I quit for now. So that's the news. And then in this last segment, I'm just going to give information to people that might feel like they want to get diagnosed or want to know more about how they can get a di- diagnosis or whatever uh, if you're living in Namibia. So what you need is the first thing that you need is a doctor's recommendation. So if maybe you don't have the resources to go to a doctor, if you're not going to a doctor, you can always go to Black Chain or any other 
public uh, hospital, any other state-owned hospital. And then you can tell them your symptoms and they will likely know like, okay, these are more mental relate mental health related than they are physical so then they will recommend you to the mental health clinic so that's the first thing you need you need a doctor's recommendation to say well i think this person might be presenting symptoms of abc so you guys should um check them out so after that if you're gonna go i advise you to go super early because it gets full and yeah the the earlier you come the faster it is to get everything done your first day is going to be long because they're going to ask you for all your family history and everything just all your history to figure out what the diagnosis is um or diagnoses if it's more than one i think i'm correct i don't know i just yeah anyway so you should be prepared for that as well be fully rested the day you go the first time because it is a long process and again go super early like when i say go early i mean you need to be there by eight they open at eight and close at four but don't go there 10 or 9 or 8 30 go at eight like be there by eight it will give you room to actually go to have this process happen and still go home like you know maybe midday versus if you come later on you might go home like end of the day or maybe they might not even be able to get to you and then they'll tell you to come back another day and that's really frustrating so i'd advise you to go in the morning and don't forget your doctor's recommendation because without the doctor's recommendation they don't just allow people to walk in and say oh i think i need help no that's not how it works which i understand because it is a public um it is state-owned it's public so a lot of people will want to walk in but then it's easier for them to filter uh people who need help and to to also make their jobs easier so you need a doctor's recommendation and then from there um what other advice would i give you so you go to the mental health clinic the mental health clinic is situated in vinduk it's if you're gonna go um if you're gonna go it's it's at vinduk central hospital so if you're gonna go for the first time you just if you're gonna take cab or if you're gonna go with someone, um, you just go to the maternity side. You just if it's if you're gonna take cab, just tell them I'm going to Vinduk Central, and then you say maternity side. And then when they drop you from there, there will be security at the gate, and then you can just ask them like, how do I get from them? How do I get to the men's health clinic from there? So you know that's because if you're not specific, you might go to the other side of the hospital, and that's not where the men's health clinic is. Super far from all that. So. You're gonna go with someone, whether it's your parent or you're gonna take cab or whatever. Just make sure you go to the maternity side. Just figure it out, like Google Maps or whatever. But maternity side, and then from then on, you don't have to worry about getting there because you there will be people along the way. There will be security, and then you can ask them like, "Oh, I'm trying to get to the mental health clinic." And then they'll show you how to go, and then you will see it. It's like you will actually see because it's literally labeled mental health clinic, so you just know. And then you just walk in. So. When you walk in, there are going to be different boxes. So there's going to be one for pharmacist, one for psychologist, and then one for doctor. So if you're there for a consult with a psychologist, you have to put your passport or your medical records, whatever it is that has the doctor's recommendation, you have to put it in the psychology box. And then from then on, um, they're going to call you. And then they'll ask you for your details, your phone number, where do you stay, uh, your full name. And then you have to go back and sit down. And then whoever is supposed to attend to you will come back again and call you. So that's the process. Um, it might be challenging being in that space. I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to be comfortable. I've been going there since the 27th. I mean, I go once a week or twice a week sometimes or whatever. But it is challenging. But you get used to it. You just get used to the fact that this is what you have to do you're just here to get your help and i just mind my business because i'm always scared that somebody's gonna slap me or something <laughs> sometimes some people be wanting to talk i'm scared so i just sit there mind my business be on my phone or just shut up and i until i get cold if you're nervous like me just wait until you get cold and then from then on everything else will be explained to you so i just wanted to explain that process because i think it's that information that i got from the person whose video I'll link in the description you guys need to go watch it if you want more information um and it's that and that it's that that 
helped me get to this place. Before that, I was always someone who thought I had to get a job and be employed before I could get any kind of mental health help because I knew most people wouldn't understand and wouldn't be willing to pay that much money for something they don't understand. So I just knew I was going to have to take care of it myself. But now if you're someone who is actually able to access um, the mental health clinic in Namibia, if you stay in Namibia, I don't know about other countries, I really can't speak if they have those services as well, but I'm just speaking for those specifically in Namibia. Um, if you're going to travel from the coast or wherever you come from, it is worth it to travel to get your diagnosis and everything. So just, um, and it is, I think from what my, from what my doctor said, I think it's like the only mental health like facility place in Vinduk. So yeah, but, um, I think that's all the information I can give. Uh, but if you do have any other questions pertaining to the process, you can actually DM me on the podcast page. I will be responding just because I'm <laughs> quitting for now. It doesn't mean I will not be responsive. I will respond because I do think uh, the information that I got is what helped me get here. And I want to leave you guys with that information. If you feel like you want you have some kind of illness or you just need mental help, if you just want to be able to talk to someone and all that stuff. They provide all of those services. So if you want a therapist but can't afford it, if you're having suicidal thoughts but are not comfortable telling anyone else, all those things, you can now tell someone who's actually professional. And you have to remember, because these people are professionals, everything that you tell them is um, confidential. So nobody has to know. And because it's free, all you need if you're like a student or whatever is transport to get there. And you can just... If you're not comfortable sharing with other people, you don't have to. I'm only sharing because I want to give people the information that I got. And because I have a platform where I can now people who listen, who might be in the same space I was last year, where I was going through all these things and I didn't know what it was and I was not getting help. And I just thought I had to keep waiting until I had money. Um, now that I was able to find out, no, it was actually always there. I just didn't know. So that's why I wanted to share that. So... That's it for the episode. Um, was I rambling? Yes. Am I proud that I finally recorded this? Yes, because I was scared. Like, am I going to tell these people that I'm quitting? Like, I've already been told that I'm taking a break. But then I feel like for me, I always want to be honest as much as I'm willing to be, as much as I can be. And the honest truth is there will be no podcasts coming up for the rest of the year. I might pop in, but even then, don't have hope and don't sit around waiting. So... But you can always listen to the old ones. I think they're still relevant today. They're still useful. And there's so much information uh, you can still get. Um, I follow specific psychologists or therapists on Instagram. I don't just follow people who think they know what they're talking about. I actually follow professionals. So you can go to, again, my master page, the podcast Instagram page. You can see who you follow. And you can see, like, oh, these are professionals. You can use that information versus just googling or asking people waiting on someone on tiktok who might just be saying whatever to go viral so that's something that helped me when i didn't have resources just being able to uh hear advice or hear certain things coming from people who are professionals and and it was free information as much as obviously it's not going to be the same as actually having a conversation with that person and being able to tell them your story your history or whatever it is you're going through it was helpful in moments where sometimes I felt like nobody was believing me or understanding. I was able to get that verification. And again, like my therapist said, it's that awareness that helped me, that got me to this place. Because if I had just ignored my symptoms, I who knows what could have happened. I got into the point where I was really running out of like the desire to live. The urge to live was going and... I don't want to say it, but I probably would have eventually committed suicide because I was getting exhausted of living the way I was living, just constantly not happy, constantly not understanding why. No matter what I'm trying to do, I'm just not doing well. So that's all I think I have. Again, if you have any more questions, if you're in Namibia and you want to find out, like, oh, you want to find out more, the, more about the process, uh, you can always... Again, message me on the podcast Instagram page. It's linked in the description of the podcast. So if you're not sure how to find it and if you or anyone else, you know, might need help that's in Namibia or Vinduk or whatever, 
just give them this information because some people are really going through things guys a lot of people that have mental health issues mask them and pretend like they're okay because people are not understanding and it's better for you to give that person access to help rather than ignoring them if you're not willing to understand it fine but help that person because you don't want to look back and be like wow it was literally this far away she could have gotten help she could have talked to a therapist she could have she could have gotten whatever or he could have found someone to talk to and the good thing about it is it's such a private place that like i've never run into anyone i know except for people that i knew were already mentally ill so if you're nervous like oh, i don't want people to see me or you don't want to tell people about your diagnosis that's okay you really don't have to it's your diagnosis and another thing my mental health um sorry my, my therapist told me is i'm not my mental illness yes i have a mental well i have two i have two mental illnesses but that doesn't define who i am versus still exists and don't let the diagnosis make you feel like it's gonna take a while it took me a while to make me feel like i'm not dying i'm just getting help and to stop looking at it as a negative thing and no matter what people tell you uh even if the people around you don't understand or they don't agree just remember that because it's free you really don't have to tell them everything just tell them as much as you're willing to and get yourself the help that you need and do what's best for you and who cares if they don't understand we live in an ignorant world and that's just what it is i've faced a lot of ignorance and i've had situations where people have made me feel really uncomfortable with some of the things they said but i also know that i don't have to i don't have to let what people think about mental health or about people with mental health illnesses or i don't have to let that be my truth i know the truth i know what it's like i live in it i have a therapist i have professionals who are telling me that actually there's nothing wrong with you. You just need help. It's not a permanent thing. Who knows? Maybe next time this year, I will have no diagnosis. I would have been able to manage my symptoms to a point where my anxiety or... Well, I don't like to say my anxiety, but the anxiety or the premenstrual dysphoric disorder um, is basically taking over my life. Um, I feel like I didn't talk about the premenstrual dysphoric disorder as much. But I think the reason why I talk about the anxiety more is because anxiety is an everyday thing uh that's something i struggle with every day with the premenstrual dysphoric disorder if you do look into it it's um it only happens during my premenstrual phase so that's like once every month and i don't deal with it every day but the anxiety is something i deal with every day so i talk about it more not to say i don't take the other um diagnosis seriously i do i mean everything i'm still doing is to be better mentally so everything i'm doing between the therapy and between the community i've built of people that i trust that i've told and between what else do i got the medication and all that stuff um is still to better my mental health in general so while i'm working on the anxiety i'm also working on the premenstrual premenstrual dysphoric disorder i'm also working on anything else that could present and when you go through this process, if you do end up getting diagnosed, be patient with yourself. Mental health is not something that is like you can put a band-aid and it's done. It's a process. There will be a lot of uncomfortable conversations. You will go certain, through certain things and question whether things are working. But then you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be graceful and kind to yourself because um, it's going to take you a while. But if you're not willing to... Don't give yourself a timeline as well and tell yourself, oh yeah, in three months I need to be fine. You never know. Something in three months could... We're living in a world where we literally don't... It's life. Something could happen. Something traumatic could happen to you in those three months and then you're like maybe diagnosed with something else or whatever. I'm not trying to say like, oh, just don't be hopeful that you'll get well. But don't give yourself that pressure of feeling like, oh, I have to get well. And again, don't tell anyone if you don't want to tell them. I'm only doing this episode because... I don't really care if people know. I don't care if people stigmatize me. Um, that's okay. That's on them. Um, but I did this because I want to share the information because I want people who were maybe in the same predicament as in where they want to get help, but they didn't know about all these places you can actually get like a professional help that's obviously legit and it's free. So again, if you're in Namibia, you know someone or you're the someone, 
you can always do it if you're too afraid of exposing your identity you just i don't know create a fake account on instagram and just ask me for the information you don't have to feel like i have to know i'm not gonna ask you anything you don't want me to know i'll just give you the information everything else after that is not my business anything you discuss with your therapist or anything you discuss with your doctor or anything that happens is now up to you to share if you want to and again you don't have to so that's it for this episode I hope you guys enjoy it. I mean, I feel bad saying that, knowing that this is my last episode for the year, <laughs> probably. But I hope you guys enjoy it and you get as much information as you can. And the last thing I'd want to say is be careful about self-diagnosing. Uh, I know that my awareness helped me to be able to pinpoint some of the symptoms I had. But self-diagnosis aren't always wise because sometimes we're quick to put... Uh, a mental illness on ourselves when sometimes it's just a normal reaction i'm always telling people this everybody has anxiety like every living person alive has anxiety it's a feeling it's a normal feeling in other people but for people like me or anyone else with some kind of anxiety diagnosis it's to a point where the level of anxiety you have affects your everyday life it's like you have too much of it if everybody else has a 5% anxiety, you know, I have a test, I might be feeling anxious, you have it maybe 95%, which means you're constantly living in a state of panic or depending on what your diagnosis is, which type of anxiety you have, you're living in a state of worry and fear. So it's important to not be quick to put the mental illness on yourself until you get diagnosed, if you can. Um, because I actually thought I had ADHD, because of all these things I was reading. I thought I had ADHD when I... I thought I had ADHD, I thought I had anxiety, and I thought I had depression. But then when I went to the mental health clinic and they did all my history, it turns out I only have um, premenstrual dysphoric disorder and generalized anxiety disorder. And I remember I did ask, like, oh, I thought I had anxiety. She's like, no. Uh, and then they were able to tell me, like, no, anxiety, your level of... Just because you have some symptoms, actually... Um, doesn't mean you have ADHD. And a lot of the symptoms I was actually presenting with that I thought were uh, ADHD were just symptoms of anxiety. So uh, don't be quick to give yourself a mental illness. I feel irresponsible for all the times I would say things like, oh, yeah, that's just my, my ADHD. No, I feel irresponsible for saying that because now that I have a diagnosis and I was basically um, living a life, making excuses and doing things with with the with uh, feeling like or thinking that I had this mental illness which I didn't have and then there's people who really have it who really struggle with it and it's not fair to them when we give ourselves illnesses or when we label ourselves with things that we don't have so don't be quick to everybody has anxiety it's normal to actually have anxiety but then for some people when it becomes a mental illness it's when it's gotten to the point where that specific emotion, whether it's sadness or the depression or whatever it is, it's taking over your life and it's stopping you from doing things you used to enjoy and it's affecting who you were before you had it. So don't be quick to give yourself a diagnosis. Um, sometimes it's just a circumstance thing. Sometimes school is just really stressing you out and that's why you're depressed, but then you don't have a major depressive disorder. So don't be quick to give yourself a diagnosis. Um, it's good to be aware it's good to try to find out as much as you can, but try to make sure that the information you're getting is from people that are actually professionals and not just anyone on TikTok. Because I've seen a lot of this thing where like people would just um, talk about specific symptoms and then they'll give you like a list of three things. I'm like, yeah, you're definitely autistic. And sometimes I'll be like, what? And someone once actually told me that. Uh, and that's not true. I'm not autistic. Not to shame anyone who does it autism but it's like people just think uh some of these things are these medical terms should be used in everyday language it's not um a lot of people will say things like oh yeah you're always up and down you're so bipolar that's not funny or oh you're so clean you're you have ocd those are real mental illnesses guys and living with a mental illness as someone who 
has had to live with one for a long time and has a diagnosis and everything. It's not something easy. It's not something I would wish on anyone. It's very difficult, especially in the world that we live in because people are so ignorant and not open to accepting that people can actually have mental mental illnesses. Doesn't mean they're weak, doesn't mean they're not trying. Sometimes some people just react differently to certain situations and it affects them to a point where it does affect their mental health. So saying all this to say, just try to be mindful of the terms you use. Don't uh say things like, oh, I saw that ex of mine, I have PTSD. Those are real disorders, guys. Um, Please try to not use those medical terms and try to make light of this, those situations because as someone who actually lives with generalized anxiety disorder, sometimes I'll see someone go through the smallest thing and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I totally have anxiety. I'm like, girl, <laughs> you don't. And it's like, relax. It's not what you think it is. And it's like, yes, you can have the feeling, you can have this thing, but don't be quick to give yourself diagnosis and live by that. Um, and use it unless you're for sure like, oh, no, I do have this thing because I thought I had ADHD and I was going around telling people, but I don't actually have ADHD. And I could imagine that if someone who actually has ADHD would see that they could feel offended, like, wow, this person is using my a mental illness I have to deal with every day to explain certain things that are going on in their life. But they wouldn't even know what it's like to have ADHD. So try to be more cognizant about using things like Medical terms like OCD, bipolar, PTSD, anxiety, disorder, depression, disorder, all those things. Try to be careful about using them because um, there are people who really live with those illnesses. There are people who genuinely are struggling and need all the help they can get. And when we as a community make light of these medical conditions, these medical diagnoses and illnesses, and we joke about it like, oh, you're so clean, you're so OCD. It's not funny because for someone who actually has OCD, it's a type of anxiety. It's not easy. It's not something fun. And having an illness of any kind alters your life. It changes how you are able to do certain things. And I'm sure that person would love to be able to not feel anxious every time maybe people things aren't in a specific order. I'm sure that person would love to just operate without having to be on medication or without constantly having to go to a therapist. Like, it's not fun. It's not something that is fun. It's difficult. And let's try to be responsible and let's try to stop making jokes about mental illnesses because it's not funny. It's a real problem. A lot of people actually um, aren't doing well. A lot of people will not seek help because of the stigma that comes around with people making fun of it or people labeling you things like crazy or people starting to teach you like all of a sudden because you have some kind of mental illness you're not a person like you're just your illness i'm not my illness i'm not my mental illnesses i'm vesta i still have a personality i still have standards i still make choices and it doesn't mean i'm i'm like incompetent or less than i'm just sick and i'm taking care of myself so don't let your words harm someone else by saying ignorant things like oh just try harder have you tried this don't do that and just try to people always saying this all the time but you never know what people are going through so just try to be kind to people it really does not cost a lot to just be kind to people you never know what you could do or say that could trigger someone so just as a person try to be responsible and if you know anyone try to be patient with them um People don't wake up wanting to be depressed. People don't wake up wanting to die. People don't enjoy wanting to commit suicide. It's something that they are fighting against because they're not doing well. So don't shame people for their mental illnesses because honestly, if I could, I would not have a mental illness. I wouldn't even have one, but I got two. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It's not fun. It's not easy. I have to go through different things and it has altered certain things in my life because of the steps I have to take. I have to take to basically make sure I'm okay. And so be careful about what you're doing as a person. You might not have a mental illness, but try to be responsible. Try not to use medical terms like OCD, bipolar, anxiety, depression, all those things in sentences as a joke. Like, oh, you're so bipolar. Please don't do that. It's not funny. People who actually live with those things 
um, are literally fighting the urge to live. They're trying to stop themselves from killing themselves every day. And people are out here making fun of it. So please don't. And I'm sorry I didn't give a trigger warning. I'll try to edit because this is a very triggering episode. There's a lot of um, triggering things I'm talking about. But that's it. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for still tuning in even though I haven't been consistent. And thank you for giving me a space where I can open up about my mental health without feeling like uh nobody cares because the people that listen to this podcast know what i talk about and they come here for what i talk about so i hope i I hope this episode is able to help people um even if you don't like me or care about me if you know someone who might need mental health help please send them this episode or at least send them um give them my instagram page for the podcast so they can ask me more and they can get help, especially if they're in Vinduk, you know, if they're in Namibia. And they're able to go to the mental health clinic and get the help. So that's what I have to say. I hope you guys have a good day, months, years. Okay, not years. I'll be back next year, I think. But I hope you guys are living and getting help if you can. And I hope you don't give up because um, you never know when things will work out for you. You never know when you get your chance to live and not survive and you never know when you will have access to resources. And I'm going to add a clip of a conversation I had with a friend of mine. Um, this was like before, um, before the diagnosis and everything. And just to show you how important it is that I finally have resources. Because this was a conversation I was having. And it's like things have come full circle. So that's it. That's all. Bye. If you could... Mm-hmm. Trade places with anyone for a week. Anyone? Yeah. Who would it be? For a week. Just for a week. Huh. Seven days. Let me think. That's a very deep question. It has to be someone I like. Someone who's rich, obviously. Someone who's mentally stable. Oof. That's all health matters. I see. I'm trying to think. I don't know anyone who's really like rich and stable. <laughs> Who would I trade places with? I'm going to say this person because that's the first person that came to mind. I'm going to say Charlemagne the God. Repeat that. Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God. Breakfast Club guy. Ah. Leonard Leonard McKelvey. Yeah. You trade places with him for Yeah, I feel like I would like to trade places with him. A reason being? I don't know. It just came to mind. I feel like because he's one of those people I really like. Because he's so pro-mental health. Okay. I just want to see what his life is like. You know, like being that he's in therapy. Figured out and all that. Not that he hasn't figured out. Oh. But I feel like, I wonder what it's like to have mental health issues and have resources. At the same time. Like, because, you know, he's got money. Yes. And a platform. And access to therapists and stuff like that. So maybe, yeah, maybe Charlemagne. That would be your main guy. Yeah, that's the first one that came to mind. I didn't really think too much about it.